Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rhythm Changes podcast. I'm your host, Will Chernoff, and this episode is sponsored by 12th Street Sound, a recording studio in New Westminster. I've done a lot of projects at 12th Street Sound. There's my first album, Aim to Stay. There's my EP, 12th Street Quintet, named after the studio. And there's my EP, Hometown, as well as another one that I still haven't even released that's coming out later this year. I've trusted Anthony Santorini, who's the engineer and owner at 12th Street, to mix and record and work on these projects with me. I always appreciate what he does. His services are of great value, and he makes me feel really at home as an artist and like I have the space to tell the story that I need to tell when I put out new music. So if you're working on something this year for 2022 and you want a place where you can make an affordable recording that stands up to the best of the best, go to 12thstreet.ca slash booking and tell Anthony that the RCP sent you. That's 12thstreet.ca, 12thst.ca slash booking. And when you book now, tell Anthony that the RCP sent you. This episode is sponsored by Railtown Mastering, an audio mastering studio in Vancouver. Andrew Downton is the engineer there, and he's my top recommendation for you to get your music mastered in 2022. Mastering is the final all-important step for when you're putting out music, where you finish the recorded works that you've already tracked and mixed. Andrew has an excellent studio set up for this. He's a trained professional who has worked with all kinds of people in Canadian music, from people like myself all the way up to Brian Adams and who knows who else. If you want to learn more about what Andrew does and whom he's worked with, you can visit railtownmastering.com or find Railtown Mastering on social media. And when you're ready to inquire with Andrew about getting your music mastered in 2022, contact him directly at andrew at railtownmastering.com. That's andrew at railtownmastering.com. Email him today to set up your mastering in 2022 or check out Railtown Mastering on social media to learn more. At the beginning, I really wasn't even sure. Like I just thought to myself, oh, I just made this big decision. And every day I'd have moments where I was like, do I want to do this? Do I want to take it this seriously? But then I realized this is like a calling to me. Happy Wednesday and coming to you from New Westminster, BC. It's the Rhythm Changes podcast, the only weekly interview show about jazz and creative music in Canada. On this show, I bring you my favorite kind of conversations from the working world of music, where I get to hang with an artist and find out what they're all about. Today, I have another fan favorite from the Caplano University community. He's about to present a set of music at Frankie's influenced by Ornette Coleman and Brian Blade. That's up next. Our guest today is a jazz drummer who is in his third year at Caplano University, and he is presenting a very exciting show at Frankie's called Homage on May 29th, 2022. I've been very excited to have him on for a while because I feel like he represents this new kind of energy that's coming up through Cap into the Vancouver jazz scene. He's got many more gigs coming up than just that one, and I'm excited to hear from him about what he's got planned for the month of May 2022 and beyond. So please welcome to the Rhythm Changes podcast, Arvind Ramdas. Thank you so much for having me, Yogil. It's an honor. Thanks for coming out to New West. Let's start with Homage, because that's the big gig. That's your focus. This is an exciting moment for you, because if I'm not mistaken, it's your first time as a leader at Frankie's, right? Right. So let's start with the simple stuff. Who are you playing with, and how did you decide to put this particular band together? I'm playing with Brad Turner, who will be playing trumpet. Nice. John Bentley on tenor saxophone, David Caballero on bass, mm-hmm. David Scula on guitar, 
Wow. And uh, myself on drums. Well, that's quite a band. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the reason I'm um, choosing to play with these great musicians is because Brad Turner is such a hero to me. You know, I've been listening to him before I even stepped foot out of my home in India, uh, just practicing drums in my garage all the time. But that's I've been listening to him since then. At that time, I just thought, oh, he's just another insane musician from from New York or something like that. I had no idea he was Canadian oh, or any of that stuff. Really? You know, so, and then, you know, we made a trip to Vancouver with my family because my older brother was graduating uh, at VFS University. So Vancouver Film School? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. VFS. Um, yeah, so uh, we caught the TD Jazz Festival for the first time on that day. And uh, I saw Brad Turner play. Uh, with the with the band, I think I'm not sure which band it was really. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I remember being absolutely blown away, and you know, it was a surreal moment for sure. And then I found out he he teaches here at Capilano University, and my older brothers in Vancouver, so it just makes sense to move out here too. That's how I got here in the first place. Uh, so Brad, yes, I've been I look up to him immensely, and I've been learning from listening to him for years now. It's just incredible his lectures and how much he teaches uh, teaches me at least. And uh, John Bentley, I found out about him when I moved to Canada, and I've seen him play a few shows. And I, the moment I heard him play, I told myself I want to play with this guy one day. Do you remember where you first heard him? Um, actually, it, it was funny. I had just seen videos of him on the internet. Oh yeah. And then I caught him for the first time ever at at Tangent when when they opened up again before they closed. Uh, Oh with yeah, Brad Turner. Are you there at the show? I think. Yeah. yeah. So this is in like the fall, like about six months ago now. Right. The kind of first relaunch. Totally. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He played, I think, the first gig, and didn't Brad play too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Brad so was on trumpet. <laughs> John Bentley, and it was Bernie Arai on drums, and Andre on bass. Yeah. Incredible gig, and I, I've always wanted to play with him. I just uh, really look up to him as well. You know, he's, he's uh, done so much here in Vancouver, and you know, he's, uh, he's been in New York played there too and studied under Kenny Wheeler for a bit so it's just so much to take learn from a great master like John Bentley you know he's uh, just super exciting to listen to super exciting to just watch him play with an entire band and all the communication that happens on a whole other wavelength and just and such a nice guy you know I've I haven't really met him met him in person yet and had a conversation oh, okay yeah but I've I've been back and forth with him on you know email and and whatnot uh, for the Frankie's uh, thing on the 29th and he's just uh, so open to open to th everything that I have planned for, for this event so yeah and then you got Dave on guitar yep have you played much with him yet I've played a lot quite yeah. a bit with Dave nice. School I'd say I, I first played with him when he um, hired me to play this trio set with uh, with him himself, him and Dan Howard on bass and I was playing drums at Water Street Cafe and uh, that was the first time we ever played together then we've played Tangent recently, we have a, I have a quartet with him and Ben Frost and Dave Caballero and myself. I heard that so, one too. I went yeah, to that Tangent one. Yeah, that was yep. a good one. And then of course, you've got David Caballero on the bass, who's at CAP with you. And even from my perspective, just coming in as a listener, I feel like you guys have a certain bond as a rhythm section duo, as a drummer and a bass duo. Do you have any particular memory of the first time or the first couple times or at the very beginning of you getting to know him? It was quite quite funny when I look back on it now. It's um, the first day of school, first first day, first year, when all the 
what do you call that stuff that happens before um, like an orientation yes yeah. and all the orientation all that's over with and now it's the first legend day of school yeah and uh, we had a combo class and in this class uh, Brad Turner was a combo teacher and he was uh, arranging the you know dividing the class into different groups different combos different bands and stuff and uh, he was the first bass player i was put in, into a group with ever uh, in my first day uh, all right. at Capilano and you know he he played the electric bass at the time he hadn't even oh, played really? the upright in his in his life yeah he's wow, he's fairly new to it yeah huh. and uh, yeah we just we just connected instantly like there were things that we were playing together that he he could hear and i could hear and we got really excited listening to each other while playing with each other ever since then i'd like to say that we're like brothers as they'd say but we're very close and we've been playing together for three whole years now which has been great man you know he's constantly kicking my ass driving me to get better and uh, he's such a great player such a great human being and it's always a fun ass whooping learning experience playing with him <laughs> you know i've always heard him sound good with different kinds of people i've oh, heard 100%. him beyond even just playing with you but i have heard the two of you play together and you play with him in the 10 penny trio you recently played at tyrant i heard you at water street playing with artisher on sax and that was quite a cool gig yeah we did one of frankie's too right after that with yeah. artisher sitting in yeah and then leading up to homage I want to know a little bit about the music that you're playing there but there's other gigs that you're playing along the way to that one. You're playing at the second floor Gastown with Atlee King on Vibes. You're also okay. playing at Jazz Evensong with a different group. But let's start with that gig with Atlee at the Water Street at the second floor Gastown. Who's playing with you there? So that's a trio led by Atlee King. He's yeah. uh it's it's him, it's uh the great Jody Prosnick on bass. I really like Jody a lot. Uh so it's just me Atlee and Jody. Nice. And you played with Atlee at his Frankie's gig, right? Right. Yeah. Unconditional. That was a special one. What about the Jazz Even Song band? Who's in that with you? Whose project is that? Uh that's I'm leading that project. Oh, cool. Uh that's with um uh, Ben Frost, Ardeshir, Noah, Franz Nolan, piano, David Caballero and myself. Nice. Yeah, this is something uh, this is a group that I've been wanting to play with a lot. I mean, we've played quite a bit together uh, already, not gigs and stuff, but just sessions. And uh, I really like the chemistry that we have when we play together. Ben's such a great composer. He writes amazing music and he's also such a soulful trumpet player. He's one of my favorite trumpet players in the city, you know. I love playing with him. Essentially, if you look at it, it's Ten Penny Trio with Ben and Ardeshi. But right. we're not yeah, we're not really going in the Ten Penny direction for this one. different kind of music is it original music no it's it's mostly it's kind of like a homage in a way but uh yeah just the classics straight ahead music some kenny wheeler yeah art blakey stuff yeah. like that when you've got a quintet yeah that's good ben ben frost is somebody who started a cap with me always remember how amazing his handwriting is on his handwritten music charts he's the best i've never seen anything like that in my life <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anybody else who's as good as him at that so cool how he does that so for homage you were talking just before we hit record here about how you want to get this right how you want to deliver some repertoire here that really means a lot to you what can you say right now about what you're going to play there you know i'm terrible at setting up surprises so i'm just going <laughs> to just uh, i'm just going to one of my biggest influences in this music is ornette coleman his uh, album with that group um, change a century to this day every time i hear it it still sounds even fresher than i heard it before and It's just uh, that music means a lot to me. I very naturally resonate with the ideas and the expression of the music 
with that particular group and that particular album uh the chemistry that they share yeah but there's also other stuff that we're playing we're playing some Kenny Vila we're playing Brian Blade music from from Brian nice. Blade in the fellowship that band is one of my favorite bands and a lot of drummers may know this already because I've spoken to them about it but Brian Blade is my you know as a musician composer drummer he's he's my uh hero number one guy or something like that you very know? nice he's just uh, everything that he does just you know I connect with very on a very deep level um the first time I ever heard Brian Blade in the fellowship band not like I've seen them live ever but you know the first video that I saw of them playing together um uh, was at the Chicago Music Exchange that concert really blew me away I was almost in tears it was just so amazing you know just the way he plays and his touch on the drum set so that's he's also one of my biggest heroes and so it I've decided that we'd be playing well I haven't mentioned the entire set list and I'd like to keep that <laughs> a surprise of uh, course you know yeah but uh, that's pretty much and the bands that have yeah. brought me into this music You mentioned Ornette and my Ornette recall about tunes and albums is not the greatest but I did hear you play some Ornette tunes on some gigs before like when I heard your most recent band at the Tangent at the end right. of March I think you played an Ornette tune called Bird Food is that from this album that you're talking about That is from Change of Century if I'm not yeah. wrong yeah So that's kind of what you're influenced by from Ornette is the yes. his music that sounds yes. like that from like the early 60s Uh yeah Yeah. When it comes to like remembering exact dates of records and stuff like that, uh, you know, I sometimes I just don't pay too much attention to that. I pay mo- more attention to th- the music and you know, I mean, I I get a rough idea of when it is, but not the exact date, you know. I don't remember it unless I tell myself, okay, I want to make sure I remember that it's 1962. <laughs> and when I do that it works. It's just that I don't always do that consciously, okay. you know, so it's Yeah, you know. Yeah that 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 record changes century man what is uh, lone the record with uh, the shape of jazz to come that yeah. one and the lonely woman record i think oh i think that's from the shape, shape of, of jazz to come yeah that's yeah. tune from that that's the first track yeah 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 nice and then brian blade yeah was a huge influence on i would say in particular me and my old friend julian hyme and a bunch of our other friends we really enjoyed discovering him kind of around 2010 and whatever he had put out out to that point and he's made more great music since then but we were really influenced by that kind of style too crooked creek that's oh, a yeah. tune that we that we loved i haven't seen that music live either but i mean i did see brian blade perform live because i saw wayne shorter quartet which i think is my favorite headliner of vancouver jazz fest gig of all time you know atlee's gig that you were on it kind of had something that i remember from that gig where that gig just felt like uh with that Wayne Shorter quartet music it just kind of felt like a continuous performance all the way through and i felt like you guys in that unconditional band were trying to catch that a little bit like you were leading one tune into the other and you were trying to make it feel like a continuous experience right yeah 100% i mean atli wanted the whole thing to be a show you know i mean so did we all we all mutually wanted that i mean the music was such that it could be that way too very naturally you know each each tune is like a little story that keeps unfolding and flowing into the next one is that what you're going to do as well with yours with omaj well you'll be there to see yeah <laughs> and so and hopefully a lot more people yeah. yeah so what's going on we're talking here at the end of april what's been going on with you up at calf i always find this an interesting month exam season grad recital season there's a lot going on right what does it feel like up there for you right now well um you know I've been trying to keep it low key 
keep myself low key i haven't uh, you know i've been playing for all my school classes and what not ensembles combos but i've pretty much just stuck to that because i i actually wanted to study for my exams and do all that stuff you know and and uh, get get that cleared with i've come here to study music so that's what i'm there to do so when exactly did you come from india to vancouver for the first time to live here to live here yeah it was the first and only time and i'm still here and it's uh, it was oh cool 2019 i'd say before the fall semester of 2019 i was there maybe a week before school started or something but i'd been to vancouver before that when i came to visit my brother like i said earlier. and that's when you heard brad yeah. yeah yeah but you moved here in the summer fall of 2019 and you started cap right thereafter so your whole experience of living in vancouver has been tied to being a student at cap yeah. yeah yeah it's you know the whole reason for coming here was that that and work permit visa and all that stuff did you think at the beginning that you were going to just end up going back that you're going to turn around finish and then either go back or move somewhere else or did you intend to stay here from I, like the beginning at the beginning i really wasn't even sure like i just thought to myself oh i just made this big decision and every day i'd have moments where i was like do i want to do this do i want to take it this seriously but then i realized this is like a calling to me you know i wanted yeah. i came here to do this uh, specifically and i just took a few some time to kind of accept that and realize that that's the case today how i feel is i really want to be here you know it's a great place to develop myself and learn and become the best i can possibly be if i decide to head somewhere else at some point but right now i'm not even thinking about that right now i'm just thinking about trying to playing with as many people as i can and learning from as many great musicians as i can so many great musicians as you know it's a great attitude i'm particularly curious now that i know that it's this tight 3 year time of you studying at cap if you living here like It's a big region. There's lots of gigs going on around the whole Vancouver area. Like, where have you lived during this time? Because that's a big part of it too. Have you lived in a bunch of different places? You've been in the same place. You've been close to Cap, far from Cap. Where has that been part of it for you? How's that shaped your experience here? Where have you been living? Well, um, I've moved. I'd say about three times. Oh yeah. Uh, so I stayed in a funny. I stayed in a in a place, and then I moved out to an apartment, and then I moved back to that place, but in the basement suite now. Okay. So it's it's more or less been one place throughout the entire time but more than one move. Yeah. Uh, Whereabouts is it? It's um about Kingsway and Victoria Drive. Uh, oh, so you're kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm right next to Tangent. Um, yeah. I'm right next to the transit to downtown to catch any other thing going on there, Frankie's or Gastown or whatever. Yeah. And it's not too too far from Cap. Like I I commuted yeah. to Cap from here. to there you know for my yeah. year so yeah. i i recall that for sure yeah it's not bad you know in first year it was like you know i'm coming from india man where there's like so much traffic and it takes about 3 hours to cover the same distance so for me 45 minutes in a bus and transit was a, was a beautiful thing you yeah. know it's it's not really a hassle yeah unless i have a gig and i have to take my drum set in which case i've never tried it I've never tried taking my drums on the transit but you know show up on the 20 to downtown with my drum set. Yeah, or like the 99 or just yeah. something very busy like that would be that would be really wild. I know Winston is the other guy who the only other guy who's taken the upright bass on transit as much or more as I have, so respect to Winston for that. David also takes his uh, his upright bass on the bus quite often actually. Nice. Sometimes he tells me he waits for about Three buses to pass by because the, those three are completely full and there's no space for him and his bass. 
Oh, I remember those fourth, days. The fourth final bus is an empty bus. And you... Yeah, it depends where you live, I guess. Yeah, you could be hopping on at a busy place. So your time in India took you to like your late teens, early 20s kind of area. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. I already did university in India before coming here. I studied visual communication. So that covered like film, oh, okay. um, graphic design. So that sim- sounds similar to what your brother came to Vancouver to do when he came to Vancouver Film School. So you're both into that. Yeah, but when he came to Vancouver Film School, he came to do sound design for films. Still oh. still got to do films, but more sound-related, uh, specific, at least. Um, but he's also a musician. What does he play? He plays the guitar and he sings. We actually have a, a band together. It's called Breakdown Panda. We have a record on bandcamp.com. Okay, this is a good find. I didn't know about this. So. It's some of the hardest music I've had to play. And he's <laughs> to me, he's, a, he's a, an incredible composer. And it's very different music. It's not jazz. Um, so what is it? It's psychedelic prog rock or something like oh, that. Wow. What do you want to call yeah. it? But very much influenced uh, off of the uh, 1970s English Canterbury rock scene. So bands like Cardiacs and Gong and stuff like that. Um, I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just you and him. It's me, him, and and three of our other friends. Uh, oh, okay, so there's wow. two guitar players in the band, a bass player, drummer. That's a pretty serious band, though. There's four people then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll be linking to it, so believe me, I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. So you both had, even while you were in India, you both had this interest in film and visual media, because you said visual communication is what it was yeah. called that you were studying, yeah. right? And to be honest, um, that was something that I did it because uh, the worry that, oh, what happens if you don't have a degree? And uh, out of living in India, at the time, I had no idea I was ever going to leave the country, right? Yeah. And I finished school and everything, and... You know, I played gigs and stuff a lot. I used to play a lot of metal gigs and rock gigs and Beatles tribute gigs and stuff like that uh, in my home hometown. So where was the, where was your city? Where was your hometown? Where uh, you living? I'm, fr- I'm from Bangalore, uh, okay. which is uh, in a state called Karnataka, South in India. South of India, yeah. So and that's why I did it. But then after I finished, I was like, you know, I want to play music. I want to take this to the next level, and I want to study jazz and. At that time, it was also a phase where I was really getting into Miles Davis and, and Coltrane. Those are the two, the first two guys I ever heard. Miles Makes Davis sense. and Coltrane. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. What got me into it. And then started going back and forward in time. Yeah, as you can. More. People yeah. our age have that luxury, right? Where it, your selection is just as far as you could possibly imagine, right? You can go and explore all the different decades and it's easier than ever. Like even I caught the tail end of the age where like Spotify launched in Canada in 2015. So that was after I went in and out of CAP for a year yeah. and after my music education. So I, I caught the end of the time when uh, we had to go find certain jazz CDs at the Vancouver Public Library Central Branch, <laughs> right? You know, And that's still true because like not all of our uh, faculty at CAP's discography is on Spotify, that's for sure. Not all of it is available. So there are some kind of hidden Vancouver jazz CDs that you would still have to go find, but the selection now is, is just enormous. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's so much, uh, so so many different things you can use to access music of all kinds. So, so yeah, but you were already playing gigs back in India. Yeah, was this a large kind of scene of people you had to play with, or were there only a couple of you who were kind of running around and playing? No, there a was, bunch of gigs. What was it like? It, it, I mean, it, this and what happens in Vancouver was a whole new world for me. You know, but at the time when I was there, it, it was a lot for me. It was like, wow, this is happening. You know, there are people to play with. Obviously, the way you hustle for gigs is a lot very different. At least in the in the scene that I was playing it, uh, I was playing in. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are 
at your instrument it's uh, all the projects or bands or shows take place because group of friends get together and have been, have played for a while and and that's how gigs usually happen and then you meet these people and eventually they become your friends and then you get to play with them they get to play with you and but it's not like here in the jazz scene where you play with a a trio on in one week and a different quartet the next week you know it's more like this is my band and this is my band and this is my band you know? and you only get the gigs because you're either putting on your own stuff exactly. back there or it's just pure relationship driven where it's a group of people who want to bring certain friends of theirs and put them on right so it's not as like professionalized yeah it's it's, it's not, not that it's yeah. not professional yeah. but that yeah that's not it's as, a different yeah. system of yeah. how, how it works i find this here a lot easier because there are so many people who are, who want to do it for the love of it and not anything else like you know ego of how tight am i with this guy uh, uh, uh something like that you know it's uh, everybody likes to sort of uh, encourage everyone else in the scene here yeah so what other kinds of things have you gotten the chance to play or do here maybe outside of the jazz world or outside of the calf world have you looked much further than that and found other kinds of gigs too to be honest no not at all you know i i have a buddy his name is jay christy who you you will meet at some point okay yeah um, amazing drummer you know shout out to jay he started with me a cap for the first year and then he dropped out of cap but he's uh, a great mind in the music you know he does not only play jazz but he plays a lot of other stuff and i feel like he sort of has some experience playing that kind of music you know so i i was supposed to play in a project with him that was music that wasn't jazz like you know like rock punk i really don't i haven't looked around bar from the jazz scene and if i have it's only been because of things with friends yeah so it's not like all the different styles you were playing back in india you're focused here yeah, you're focused yeah. specifically on what you most want to do yeah that's totally. cool yeah. yeah and then what about recording we've talked about a lot of different performances what kinds of recording projects have you gotten to do in this community so far none I haven't uh, recorded here yet. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, and I find that's an interesting time to catch you for this conversation if that's the case because I was wondering if you had anything else in the works or coming up but there wasn't anything coming to mind of like a recorded project that you had finished yet. So I think right. I think that's really exciting if that's all still in front of you, you know. Yeah, 100%. There's so much to so much to do, you know, just um not enough time. However, you know, I've been talking to we've been Noah and David and I have been talking about wanting to record something with Ten Penny Trio. you know nothing's come to fruition yet but you know there's always talks that happen and hopefully something happens yeah i would really like to record with yeah with those guys there used to be i mean all of the kind of first generation of seller live records were literally recorded live at the venue right so steve caldestad did one last year that was pretty cool i went to night 1 and they did two nights and they recorded but i'd be interested to hear more of that of just records made of bands at frankies cuz the level of the playing is so high right that that's kind of a good way to get it done even now even though cory doesn't have to do that anymore he can go to whatever studio he wants but that would still be cool to see yeah yeah no 100% if that was the case then i guess there wouldn't be as many bootlegs or something yeah. <laughs> so my last thing that i'm curious about to keep track of with you of all the stuff you've got coming up is that we'll be heading into Jazz Fest season sooner rather than later. What are you doing at the Jazz Fest if anything that you know of so far? I'm off on a hiatus. You know, I'm heading back to India. Oh, okay. Uh, to because I haven't seen my family in about 3 years. Oh, so, wow, you haven't made a a, yeah. a big trip back there since yeah. since you started. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
So uh, that's happening in the month of June, am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. Jazz Fest is last week of June. Yeah. Right. I'll be back only on the second week of July, so first week of July or something like that. So okay. I'm missing out on quite a bit of music. You know, obviously some part of me feels like really sad about that. Oh, uh, but there will be more. Yeah. You know, there will be however many years in the future. If you, you, you figured out that you want to stay here, right? So if you're staying here, you got, you yeah. got all the time you want, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, I need to work on getting my PR and it's all a lot of challenges coming up ahead, but I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah. Well, I've always been really impressed by your attitude, Arvin. Whenever I see you at a gig or something, you're such a positive guy <laughs> and uh, you've helped me ride this wave of feeling like there's so much cool stuff going on. You always help me have fun at a gig. So thanks for coming on the show and I'm looking forward to your homage gig at Frankie's. Can't wait to play. Thank you for having me uh, as always, man. You're such a good dude and thank you for everything that you do. The music, <laughs> you know, all the all the coverage. Without you, I think, you know, we'd be sort of missing out on a lot of, inf- you know, good gigs that are happening around town. And, you know, so thank you for always sharing the, the love and the music, you know, always great. Yeah. That's sick. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rhythm Changes podcast. If you enjoy what we do here, I invite you to go to our website and sign up for the free weekly article that I write. This week, you can read about the band Rain City, their funk rock music, and how they're taking it on a self-produced tour across Canada starting now. I really enjoyed talking to them. And if you check that out and you enjoy what I do, you can sign up for future editions of the free weekly article right on our homepage. (laughs) 